You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time once again for Never Sleeps Networks Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin. And thank you for joining us on the number one rated wrestling show on Never Sleeps Network. Hey, folks, thank you for joining us. We're excited to have you here today. How are you enjoying the summer? Are you getting ready for SummerSlam? Are you having a good one? Are you excited about SummerSlam? Are you excited about any of these potential new matches? A lot of singles matches going on in SummerSlam this year. It's kind of like, uh, feels like an old SummerSlam from the 80s when there was just a bunch of single matches and a tag match here and there. But I am excited. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus has been a match that I've been dreaming of and hoping for since Charlotte became the queen, since she became... Uh, main roster champ, WWE. I've always been a big fan of Charlotte. I still don't think that Becky deserved or needed to be in the main event at WrestleMania. I am not the biggest fan of the man. Uh, why is she in intergender wrestling? If she's in, you know, if she's in a mixed tag match. How come she has to tag out when another man gets in? Can the man not fight a man? I don't know. But anyways, uh, I've always been a Charlotte fan as I'm a big Nature Boy Ric Flair fan, so I'm obviously a Charlotte fan, and I think Charlotte is one of the greatest of all time. And uh, I wanted to see her and Ronda Rousey have a rematch from Survivor Series, which I thought was fantastic. And, uh, you know, so I've always, so when it comes to dream matches, I've always dreamed of Charlotte versus uh, Trish Stratus, who is, who is, truly is the best. This is the Rock Hogan of female wrestling for now. And I am, I can, you know, the fact that it's happening in Toronto is absolutely fantastic. Uh, do I expect Trish Stratus to win? Probably not. But do I expect a great match? Yes, I do. And it's just so funny how Charlotte and Trish, and Charlotte doesn't even have a match. And her and Trish have the best match out of all the females that are on there. Uh, Amber Moon versus Bailey. Uh, I'm not interested in Amber Moon. I'm sorry. I just don't... I uh, find her like a... I think she's like a chubby Kira Hogan. Uh, I just don't think she's uh, as good as... Uh, you know, I don't... Look at Nobody's excited about Bailey versus Amber Moon. Um... Becky versus, uh, who's Becky wrestling? Who's Becky wrestling at SummerSlam? She's wrestling someone. Who's Becky wrestling? A, uh, oh, Natalia. Well, that match I'm interested in. I would love to see Natalia win. Um, but I don't know if that's going to happen either. I like the new attitude behind Natalia. However, um, her promo that she cut after she put her in the sharpshooter the other day didn't make much sense. She's like, I'd like to challenge her to a submission match, but I won't do that. So I won't. Well, then why did you say it? I don't understand. Anyways, 
Uh, regardless, I'm looking forward to Natalia cleaning Becky's clock, as I hope she does. And, um, yeah, just not the biggest Becky fan. Uh, Seth Rollins, um, man, <laughs> did he ever get an ass kicking, hey? Did anybody see that? I, I You know, I, no, not to me. I, I, is anybody complaining about Raw? The last Raw I thought was great. I thought it was fantastic. It ended incredible. Like, <laughs> you know, I thought I thought Brock Lesnar was going to, I mean, I thought Braun Strowman was going to flip the ambulance over before they left. But it turns out uh, Brock Lesnar just stops it in cold, just like, and uh, <laughs> and then puts the beating uh, on Seth uh, Rollins. And I, I do believe he used a blood capsule. Um, but you never know. Maybe he fucked up his uh, interior. His uh, ribs, maybe his uh, kidneys, uh, getting dropped on that chair, F4 or F5. Oh, my God. It did not look good. Um, but, hey, what a build-up to SummerSlam. That's not even the go-home, people. That's not even the go-home. The go-home is next Sunday. We got another Raw to come through and uh, get through. But uh, we've seen uh, Trish and uh, Charlotte's tear off. Uh, we got The Miz versus... Shawn Michaels versus Dolph Ziggler. We, uh, there's so many matches. I don't even know all the matches, but I am excited for SummerSlam. Uh, NXT looks great. Looks like uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, still emulating Hollywood Hogan, which I love. Uh, he will be uh, facing uh, Roderick Strong. And, uh, and of course, uh, who else is in on the triple threat? There's uh, Roderick Strong. And there's Velveteen Dream. And I'm blanking on the third name right now. And it's really bothering me. But there is a triple threat. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a good match for the North American title in NXT. Um, I don't know if there's any tag matches. Are the women's tag belts being defended? Do they ever get defended? Or do they just stay on the iconic space? Um, but we've got a lot of great wrestling to talk about. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, you know, we haven't... Obviously, I'm excited because, you know, we haven't even done yet. We haven't even hit up the social medias. And you know what? you got to meet us. you got to go on the social medias, on the Twitter. We're at TNWPod. Give us a like. Give us a following. Uh, on the uh, on the, uh, on the the Facebook, we're Talking Wrestling. Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Uh, you want to send us a Gmail, TalkingWrestling at gmail.com. Uh, on Instagram where you can follow us there. You can find us at uh, Talkin' Wrestling Podcast uh, at uh, Instagram. And uh, I believe we're on Spotify. You can find us on Spotify. You can also find us on iTunes. If you find us on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a favorable review. We'll send you an 80s postcard of a wrestler of your choice uh, out of the, uh, the All-Star Wrestling Postcard Book. And we will mail it to you. So... Uh, you know, get us those re- get us those reviews. We appreciate it. And then uh, once we see it, uh, you know, or or let us know you gave us the review and uh, send us your address so we can get that email uh, sent out to you. Uh, with that said, folks, uh, we've got a great episode today. Uh, buddy of mine from Montreal, very funny comedian by the name of Reese Turner. Uh, he will be on the show, and we will be talking wrestling. And I'm excited for that. Reese is coming off a great run of shows at Just for Laughs, uh, and uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go to that interview right now as Reese is in studio. So uh, 
Let's take it uh, to Reese Turner in Montreal, Never Sleeps Network, uh, talking wrestling. And uh, here we go. Uh, Casey, take it away. Folks, joining me at this time in the Never Sleeps Network's uh, studio, uh, I've got Montreal comedian, good friend of mine, coming off a very successful run of shows at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival this summer with his sequel to Rad Dad's Rad Dad Redemption. Uh, Reese Turner is on the show. How you doing today, Reese? Uh, great, bud. How are you? Great. Thanks for great. Thanks for great. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. You son of a bitch. There we go. Great. Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, so sorry, I've been a little bit of problem with my mic here, but uh, no yeah. So you've had a great summer, man. It's been a great summer, man. It's been a wonderful time. How about you? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's been pretty pretty good summer down here in Toronto. Uh, getting ready for a big week coming up as uh, we have uh, survivors here. No, no, SummerSlam coming into town. Uh, yeah, we have NXTs coming into town. We're on SmackDowns coming into town. Ring of Honors coming into town. Uh, then there's all these shows like Progress from England is coming into town, and they're going up against Smash. Uh, there's a company from China that works with AEW. They're coming to town. Uh, oh, wow. There's a women's company from uh, America that's coming to town. So there's like there's four days at WWE. But before those four days at WWE, we're getting four days of indie wrestling. And, uh, you know, I've got my Wednesday through Tuesday already booked each night with something wrestling involved. So this is a great time. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. No, it's a great time oh. for wrestling. Um, it's great having you on the show. I know you're a wrestling fan because um, the last time I was in Montreal, I stayed with you a couple nights. Yeah, buddy. It seemed like all we all that we watched on TV when we did watch TV was top ten lists of wrestling topics. Yeah, and yeah. It just sort of rolled on and on and on. And I remember we we uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, relax. We we smoked a lot of joints. I just remember. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I remember that, and I remember just watching a lot of wrestling. Going, what is this channel, and why haven't I heard about it? <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's one of those things. It's like, is there anything better than sitting down, having a bunch of Jays conversation, and then just watching hours of top ten lists? <laughs> oh, exactly, and especially of wrestling. Like sometimes, oh, I'll man. watch. I watch. I'll, like I'll get. I'll go in a YouTube mood where I'll go on YouTube, and all of a sudden it'll be yeah. Oh my God! I'll just I'll start off watching good things, but then I'll just end up on like here uh, here's ten things you didn't know about Police Academy, and then I watch <laughs> it, and it turns out it was only two things I didn't know about Police Academy. <laughs> so then I'm yeah, pissed but, off because I'm like wasted yeah, I, time, you know. Yeah, I just watched Police Academy again. Actually, what a great movie! Still but there's a up. lot of oh yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of. Words that probably wouldn't be said so much in movies today. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, jeez, what a fun movie that was. <laughs> oh, is there any better scene than when Eugene Tackleberry goes to the gun range 
and uh, <laughs> <laughs> start shooting everything up. Oh, yeah, and he's great. got like like all of the officers have the standard police issue revolver, and he pulls out the big thirty eight Magnum, dirty Harry deal. Yeah, or the, and, and he like, comes running out with a shotgun from behind <laughs> the thing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's was... uh, it's good. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, that's what I like to do. I, I watch wrestling videos. And I watch movies from the early 80s that feature Steve Gutenberg prominently. <laughs> oh, if Steve Gutenberg could ever, ever, ever please get involved in wrestling, please. That would be amazing. What? Steve Gutenberg on a forklift match. The closest it's come is in, in Ballers, the show that stars The Rock. Steve mm-hmm. Gutenberg plays The Rock's nemesis a little bit. In, uh, oh, really? In one, yeah, in one season. He plays a owner, casino oh, owner wow. from Las Vegas. Um, Lucas, uh, when did you uh, get into wrestling? Around what did you get into wrestling? I like oh to hear, man! I like to hear people's origin stories. So yeah, well, it's my dad. My dad did it. <laughs> yeah. My dad got me into wrestling. I was, uh, I don't know. I, I've been watching it since I remember, man. Like I remember stuff that I have no business remembering because I'm too young for it. Like uh, I was born in '84. But I have a very clean and vivid memory of Jake the Snake latching the cobra onto Macho Man's bicep. Yes. You know, and I think that happened in like what, like 88 or 87 or something like that? 87 or so 88, like, yeah. Yeah, so like I was three or four, but I remember it clear as day. It's seared into my head, you know what I mean? I remember the Ultimate Warrior with uh, that Papa Shango feud with uh, the black goop dripping from him. Yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah, it made me laugh a lot now. But as a kid, I was terrified. I was terrified. Yeah. But yeah, I've been watching it. I've been watching it forever. Like I took a like, I watched it up until the ruthless aggression era of WWE, and then I stopped. Yeah, I stopped cold. I was just like, I cannot do this. This is this is dumb for me. I, I don't I don't want it. I don't like the product. And it was like I recently started watching it again because of a friend of mine who I do the Rad Dad show with Walter Ling. Yes. Uh, he got me back in. We started watching pay per views together. And at first I was laughing at it. Then I started to like really get back in. And Walter is part of a wrestling promotion out in Montreal called Battle War. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So I'd go and I'd watch a lot of these uh, indie shows. And that's what really got me back in was watching these guys just throwing themselves around for 20 bucks. You know what I mean? I was like, they're doing the same thing that we're doing, except instead of their spirit, it's their body and their spirit. Yeah, exactly. They Wrestlers are so easily comparable to comedians. Yeah. Because they will, like, you know, they would, look at the whole idea is to get good enough to get paid. But mm-hmm. if they said, you know, oh, there's no pay, you'd be like, yeah, I'll do this for free anyways. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, why not? Yeah, exactly. It's That's it's every comedian with every wrestler, you know. Exactly. It's like an empty coffee shop, and then you'll still be like, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? And these guys, it's like a, a room with 30 people in it. And they're like, you want to put barbecue skewers through some corkboard and then body slam me on it? Yeah, fuck, why not? I'll do it. How many people are out there? 30. Oh, fuck, that's a good crowd. Let's yeah, do that's, it. That's great. <laughs> like, there's this old guy I watch. Like, he's in Battle War sometimes, and he's got to be pushing 60. Oh, yeah. And this guy, is this guy I know for a fact, is not getting paid that well. And he's just working his body into, like, ground beef just for the entertainment of, of people. Like, and that's what I do with my heart every friggin' time I touch a stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, uh, 100%. And uh, that's why I love it so much. And then it got me back in. Like now I'm watching the mainstream product again. I'm super excited about AEW. I've been, uh, I've been loving what they've been doing so far. 
I hope their their weekly shows or whatever turn out to be good. And then I just started watching the WWE again because of uh, you know curiosity, I guess, and watching the pay per views. There's some stuff that's interesting there. Yeah, there's uh, there's plenty that's interesting. Like um, a lot of people right now are 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 shitting on the WWE, and then and there are a lot of people that are like AEW is going to come out, and you know it, it's it's only going to make WWE get better. Um, that's it. That's the, it, man. Competition breeds strength, right? Yeah, and it's it's not like like AEW will compete. They won't compete directly with the WWE, but there it looks like they're going to compete. Try to compete directly with NXT, and to mm-hmm. me, most NXT War Games are better than AEW pay-per-views so far. That's just my opinion, though. That might not be the opinion of the norm, but... Well, the NXT has been, like, one of the more solid uh, properties of WWE for a while, right? I honestly feel if if Hunter runs NXT, and NXT, like, like, and NXT is everything that the WWE is doing right, um, when, when Vince goes away... Well, then the future is going to be okay, you know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like like this week on wrestling, we watched Dolph Ziggler kick Shawn Michaels in the head for some reason. Yeah, how great! How it, great was that? Though? It was it was great. I loved it. Yeah. But but and the, so the so and the reason for this is so they can have a match between the Miz and Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania. I mean, at SummerSlam. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't even understand. How that works, and no, exactly. um, and yet I don't even know if I care because I'm working <laughs> with uh, Dolph Ziggler on Saturday night. I'm part of the DZ and Friends show, so folks, oh, nice. come check that out at eleven o'clock after NXT. Just walk down the road to the rec room right across from the Sky Dome, and DZ and Friends will be there, and it is going to be a, an amazing comedy lineup as well as some uh, wrestling uh, featured uh, items and it's going to be a fantastic show but I, even when I meet Dolph I don't know if I want to ask him like are you happy with this <laughs> like yeah. you know yeah. but uh, well, they've been using him kind of strangely haven't they lately like well they just brought him yeah. back and uh, yeah they kind of have been using him strangely but I don't know like it's just I don't know um I like it. I like him as a heel, to be honest. So oh, honestly, yeah, yeah. He to me, he's always been like, he's always been a heel. Like he should remain. Yeah, he should remain as such. But the uh, but the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. I'm like, this is a you know, this is a Monday Night Raw match. I don't even think of it as um as a major pay per view SummerSlam match. But uh, yeah. but regardless, bring it on the Battle of Cleveland. All right, let's do it. You know, nice. so, uh, yeah. Yes, I like how they're kind of like, the WWE is kind of experimenting with pairings that they haven't done before. Some are paying off, you know, some some aren't. Yeah. You know, I kind of like that uh, Drew McIntyre-Kevin Owen match. That was that a good, that, that was good. That was, the, yeah, that was last night. That was great, yeah. Yeah, like, I've been like, it, like it, it's kind of like, I haven't seen that, you know? It's like, these are like two fairly large guys with Drew McIntyre being just an absolute freaking monster. But like, uh, Man, Kevin Owen, like, there's something special about that dude. I'm not just saying that because we live kind of in the same neighborhood. No, there's, yeah, he's been seen near an ice cream shop. He's been seen in an ice cream shop, like, not far from your house. Yeah, yeah, he lives, yeah, I think he lives, like, 15 minutes away. It's like, so... But he lives in the rich part. I live in the part where the comics live, the poor part. <laughs> but he's like, he's like, um, I love Kevin Owens, and I love when his, uh, 
French accent comes through in his English every now and again. Like when mm-hmm. you hear him cutting a promo and then you just hear a part that's really French and you're like, oh, I love it. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and he's and like he's the guy that I'm very happy the way they're using him. But it's just like, um, you know, it seems like he he's done the Shane McMahon feud before. Uh, yeah. They do it well. I'm hoping that this is the last time that it go. And like and then I'm hoping they have some good stuff for Kevin Owens. You know. Yeah, me too, man. Like, uh, it's, it's important, but like the problem with a lot of like the WWE product, in my opinion, is it's, uh, they don't really have like these like their, their monster heels. Most of the time, are like authority figures. You know what I mean? They, they've gone away from like like Samoa Joe. He should be an absolute beast, but he's getting beat every every time he steps into a ring. You yeah. know, you got to do some build up work with these guys because like people like Samoa Joe could be that guy that Kevin Owens feuds with heavy. Yeah. But it, like I wouldn't believe anything right now because he just keeps losing. Poor, poor old Samoa Joe just keeps losing. I know, and it's it's uh, it it does it does not help him. Like I thought, you know, I would like to see uh, Samoa Joe against Brock Lesnar. That, that would, would be a great program. That and, would be a great program. You know, but the question is, is the worse they beat down Samoa Joe, the worse it is. But you know, who knows? Um. Right now, uh, I like a lot of the stuff that the WWE is doing. I like that the the club, uh, the original club. I like that they're calling them that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Carl... I wish that they called them the original club and not the OC, though. Yeah, the OC the, sounds that's... like it's a kids show. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The original club that sounds pretty dope. Yeah, the original club and AJ Styles is there, and it would be it would be good if they could bring back Finn Balor because I don't know if yeah. you know this Finn Balor. Uh, used to be uh, in Bullet Club in Japan, and then he yeah. was replaced by AJ Styles. But his name oh, wasn't really? even his name wasn't Finn Balor back then. His name was Prince Devitt, and the reason why he had to be replaced um, by uh, Finn Bal I mean by AJ Styles is because uh, they follow golf rules, and you always have to replace your divots. <laughs> I like that. That's the worst joke ever. I'm sorry. I like it. I'm a dad now. Do you see how you got a you got a genuine chuckle out of me because of that? A genuine dad laugh chuckle. I try to write yeah. horrible wrestling jokes, and that Beautiful. is you know like why did why didn't Kevin Von Erich ever wear shoes? Why? Because he was afraid of heels. No. <laughs> That's the worst joke yeah. ever. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that joke's gonna make Kevin Von Erich want to kill himself. So I hope he doesn't hear it. Because he's, <laughs> he's the only Von Eric left, and uh, we we let we yeah. you know I've been watching a lot of Von Eric wrestling lately, and uh, honestly, when I was a kid, yeah, um, I I was really only supposed to carry Von Eric, yeah. right, uh, at the, the Texas Tornado because I was a WWF kid uh, for for years until my friend showed me WCW. Then I became a huge like Mark boy for WCW. I loved it so much, but. Um, yeah, uh, when I saw the Texas Tornado, I, I liked him because I was like, <laughs> I was a I was a typical uh, kid wrestling fan. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I liked everybody who I was presented and told to like. Uh, I loved the Ultimate Warrior, for example, awful worker, but I loved him. Like he, yeah, but I just loved him. And then when Texas Tornado Terry Von Erich came in, I was like, oh, this guy kind of looks like the Ultimate Warrior. All right, I can get behind this dude. He's just like a big superhero looking uh, man. And he was just like, yeah, his, what was his finisher? Like a tornado lariat or something? Like he just spin around in a circle and clothesline you? Well, he had, sorry, let me tell you something off the 
There we go. He had a um, a discus punch. So he, it, was, it was a sort of a spin around discus punch. But um, yeah. a lot of times he would set it up with he would put the guy in the claw and then he would do the discus punch. Nice. So he'd like kind of throw back to his pop. Yeah, because he always would use the claw. And the amazing thing is he had good matches and he only had one leg. Like, yeah, and the one foot there. Yeah, I, I did not know that was the, the case in the WWE. Somebody told me this when I yeah. was younger, and I'm like, yeah, right. I don't believe you. Well, he, and then I just saw that, that uh, special. I was like, yeah. holy shit, he did. He didn't want anybody to know. He used to shower with his, ge- like, with his gear on. Like, he would go straight into the shower, and he'd be wearing his boots in the shower, and you're like, what the fuck? Cause like, here's he, the OG never did. Yeah, he didn't want any. he didn't want anybody to know. That he was on, that he only had uh, one foot, and oh, he was shit. amputated, like I guess just above the ankle. So yeah. you know, when you watch him, you're like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, have you ever tried to wake up and walk with your foot asleep and think? Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, try do, Yeah, try doing that and wrestling. Like, yeah. when you can't feel your foot hitting the ground. And you're yeah, like, imagine just the simplest thing, throwing like, you know, throwing a punch, like, uh, yeah, like how do you even throw a punch properly? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Another funny thing about Kerry Von Erich being like the warrior was um, the warrior got his start in the Von Erich district, like area in the world class oh, wrestling uh, down in Texas as the Dingo Warrior. And then he, get, he went to the WWE. But um, at the WWE at the time, there was the Ultimate Warrior. And then yeah. uh, you had Kerry Von Erich, who they called the modern-day warrior. And then you had the Legion of Doom, who were the road warriors. The, yeah, and uh, the road warriors came in, and there was only one warrior, the ultimate warrior at the time. And Vince didn't want to call the road warriors the road warriors because he's like, there's too many warriors. I'm like, no, there's only, <laughs> there's only one. Like, yeah. And then yeah. uh, he made a Survivor Series team one year, and the team was... The Legion of Doom, Kerry Von Erich, and the Ultimate Warrior. I was like, well, that's all four Warriors. Like, that's awesome. And I thought that was an awesome team. Like, They should have just called that team the Warriors, but then people would be like, the movie? No, the Warriors, you know. And uh, I would even be okay with that, though, if they were like some weird movie, uh, weird reference to the movie. You know, that would even be okay with me for some reason. Well, that movie, the Warriors movie, is so much like wrestling. Like, every... There's like it was like wrestling from the Attitude Area, where every yeah. every like there were gangs of groups. Like, everything. Yeah, you had the, yeah. the the you had the bikers, and then you had the Nation of Domination, and then you had the yeah. Slackers, and then yeah, and then you had Los Bariquas. Yeah, and you, that was like that was like being the Warriors trying to get by each group, trying to get back to Coney Island. Like, it's crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, the yeah. Warriors is the Warriors would be a great video game. Yeah, it would. It actually would be a great, especially like if you made it that kind of like sandbox kind of style, right? Yeah, there there are some movies where I just watch it and I'm like, yeah, this would be a good video game. Like, yeah, um, like the, the Raid. Do you remember that movie, no, The Raid? No, but I'm oh, sure. Oh, buddy. Like, I'm very into like uh, martial arts films and action films. Yeah. From like Thailand, uh, Japan, and China. And this film is insane. It's a, a police unit are trying to take a building held by uh, like a drug lord, uh, crime syndicate. It's pretty much the remake of uh, Judge Dredd. Cool. But 
but just way better. <laughs> the is um, I think the last movie I've watched that was maybe Thailand or uh, like Asian movie that I watched with subtitles. I think just for the action was uh, mm-hmm. years and like my god, it might have been fifteen years ago, and it might have been like I remember the movie was like Ong Bak. Yeah, that movie was great. I wa- I watched that in the theater. That got released in the theater here. Oh, it was such a great movie. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it one part fantastic. where he's running and he jumped through like a hula hoop or something like that. Like how he got uh, a barbed wire. Yeah, yeah a barbed wire. Of yeah, barbed wire. it was insane. It's the only movie to this date. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the only movie to this date that I can remember that they had instant replay in the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? He did something super dope and then it's like wait one more time wind it back and then they did it and then they showed it again and in the theater people were just popping left right and center it was amazing yeah it, it made like it made jackie chan look like oh my god there's others that can do what you can do you know yeah i was, and, I was about to call jackie chan a pussy there but then i thought about it and i'm like no i still can't call that man anything short of a legend <laughs> uh, um, yeah yeah the uh, so so yeah so that's uh, but the other game yeah the Warriors oh the other game I thought that would the other movie I thought that would make a great video game because it seems like I'm watching a video game is a Tom Cruise movie called The Edge of Tomorrow and uh, is that the one where he keep he, he keeps dying or some shit yes it's called like that's one one title is The Edge of Tomorrow and the other title is Live Die Live Fight Die Repeat is the other t- title. And, uh, yeah, it's the Tom Cruise movie where he keeps dying and then he has to keep going back yeah. and, and starting over. And it's like watching a video game. Yeah, it's like sci-fi Groundhog Day. Yeah, it, 100%. And it, it's my probably one of my favorite Tom Cruise movies because it's the only one where Tom Cruise plays like a, a like he's a coward. Like he, he's never mm-hmm. a coward in any of his movies except for this movie. He's in the army okay. and he's a fucking coward. But yet he's yeah. the hero, so you know, or he's yeah, not. I gotta the give hero. that a, a rewatch. I, I think I saw it when it came out years ago. Yeah, but, <laughs> good movie. But I probably saw it at a drive-in theater and smoked too much pot. Oh, oh, great. Mm. Well, yeah, that happens was, to me. You know, it's a drive-in. What are you gonna do? It was enjoyable, regardless. Uh, who's your yeah. favorite? Who's your favorite wrestlers these days? Who do you like these days? These days? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It depends. It, like I, I'm always gonna be like a, a Chris Jericho guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Chris Jericho's been, I think, my favorite wrestler since I found out who the fuck Chris Jericho was. He's he's uh, one of my favorite honest, wrestlers too. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, just like uh, number one, like his, he's a great worker. Yeah. Like watching his matches are always entertaining, and boy, is that guy charismatic, right? Give 100%. him a microphone and let the guy go. Yeah. Like I don't think there's been like really somebody who's been that effective on a mic uh, as as constantly as he has. I'm a fan. Like, I remember. Yeah. Keep going. Do you do you remember uh, when he was feuding with Dean Malenko in no. WCW? Oh yes, I think he's he's the oh. when he he said because uh, Dean Malenko was the man of a thousand and one holds. Exactly. And Chris so. Jericho was like, <laughs> I'm the man of a thousand and four holds. And then yeah, there was the best. <laughs> one night he read them all off on Nitro. <laughs> yeah, it's like a long piece of like computer paper, yes. you know, that was like okay, arm bar. Yeah. The first arm bar. It's just he's it's he amazing. Kept, he kept like he's like number three hundred and four. Yeah. Mongolian but, arm bar. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me he's not one of like the most entertaining people to watch on the planet. Even today. Like this but, guy like it's not even Oh my god. 
it's not even wrestling that he has to entertain me in. I'm entertained by Chris Jericho in all factions of Jericho-ness. Like, I love his podcast. I listen to it religiously. Uh, Mm -hmm. I love... Uh, his, I love his uh, books. His books are all great. Like his last book was inspiring. I actually booked some gigs because I got inspired, you know. Really? And his and Fozzy, I love hair metal, so I love Fozzy. Like, oh yeah, so I honestly, say, yeah. I honestly like when I think of Chris Jericho, I feel like Ed Grimley, Martin Short. I feel <laughs> like, oh my god, we could be best friends because yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of time, like. We're three or four years in age apart, and he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. So we talk about like when he talks about Canadian things on the show from his childhood. I know exactly what he's talking about because I was a Canadian. Like we would have been in high school together. He would have been a senior yeah. when I was like uh, grade ten, and I would have oh, looked yeah. up to him. And I was like, and when I met him, I said, you know, a lot of guys claim that they're the best in the world, but you're the best at everything you do. I said you put out number one books. Your podcast is amazing. Yep. Your like you your your new album is the best thing that you've ever done musically, and you're one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Like yeah, I was man. like you're the best at everything you set out to do, and I said and that's that's why I that's why I like you, you know. Yeah, and, man. Uh, Honestly, he's he's there for me. Like he is he is that guy who I'll, I'll always enjoy watching into Chris Jericho match, and if, you can pick pick an era of Jericho, and I'll still enjoy it. You know what I mean? He's still one of my favorite submission holds ever, just because it looks so fucking uncomfortable. Was the original Walls of Jericho when he put that like, uh, or sorry, the Lion Tamer the, yeah. when he put the knee right in the back of the head and just crank you right over on your neck. You cannot that, get out of that move. No, it's so uncomfortable looking. Like, uh, like he was just a great guy. His uh, his his stand on flex pin. Yeah, where he just like stand on your flex and yell, "Yeah, baby." Yeah, he like it's yeah, yeah. He, he 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 puts you down. Or he'd do that double or triple power bomb on you, one, two, three. And yeah, then like yeah. And for a guy his size to be doing that shit was pretty impressive. Um, he had so many like great. Air, he was always great at revisioning himself. Um, mm-hmm. You, I watched a feud. Uh, sometimes I'll go back and watch old WWE stuff. Well, not sometimes, all the time. Yeah, and, I do that a lot. And uh, yeah. I watched the the Christian Jericho feud that led up to the WrestleMania in Toronto where their feud was like uh, they were each in love with Trish Stratus and they bet a Canadian toonie which one could bet her first. <laughs> <laughs> like, this story would not fly in today's wrestling, but, you all. know, for 15 years ago, it was pretty funny. And it was yeah. Christian, who is also, I love Christian. I just love Canadian wrestlers. Like, so yeah, like they, I don't. I think they're a special. Like, there's a special breed of wrestler up here. You know, like uh, there's this uh, specific style. I think number one. Well, and number one and number two is like, I know how hard it is to get into entertainment. So yeah. I know, yeah. I know what you're going through. Like, uh, like Josh Alexander, the Walking Weapon. He's with Impact Wrestling right now. He's a Canadian, and uh, he spent three years working on his visa papers trying to get them. And then, and three grand on it, and then got denied. And I'm like, and I was was like, I know that this has happened to Canadian comics as well. And I was like, this sucks how musicians have it so easy crossing the border, whereas wrestlers, everybody else, and and comedians, and probably strippers have it all the same. 
you know, where we have to prove that we're of talent. And yes, yeah. it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Where it's not a, you know, it's a two, it's not a, I just wish that that would get better. But, uh, but this isn't even a wrestling gripe. This is just me complaining. But so, no, hey, but Jericho, it's a perfectly valid complaint. <laughs> well, he's talking about complaints and not complaining. Uh, Jericho on their last Fozzie tour across Canada, their Canadian Fozzie tour, they mm-hmm. they played all the major cities. They played uh, Halifax. They played Moncton. They came into Montreal. They played Montreal. They played uh, Toronto. They played Winnipeg. Uh, they played Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, and uh, literally the whole, yeah, the yeah, whole shit. But but uh, in between Toronto and Montreal, uh, they played uh, Arnprior. That's my hometown. Um, that's not. That's that's like uh, west of Ottawa. It's west of Ottawa. It's like it's like an hour outside of Ottawa, and it's oh, a wow. small town. And they played it on a Monday night, and they were like at first like. They were like, are we even going to be able to play in this venue? It's so small. But then everything was okay. And by the end of the night, you know, there was like 250 people just jammed in this venue, sweating as uh, Fozzie put on a fucking full concert and was just amazing. And it was one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Honest to God. Yeah, well, I think, again, like that kind of personality, and you got to see it in such a small space. You know what I mean? Like, Chris Jericho could fucking narrate uh, the dictionary and find a way to make it interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're getting this experience of him doing, like, like, he, like, wrestling is his passion, but so is fucking music. And you're getting to see this guy exercise one of his other passions. And you know he's so good at the one that he's, he's got to be good at the other. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, to watch him work, it would be so great. And it's, and it's crazy because it's like, you know, that's another thing is we like all the same music. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, my God. So for him to put out a band that I love as well, and, and you know what? He's not the best singer, but his passion and the energy that he delivers on stage yeah, and, the the perfor- and the performer and showmanship that he has makes him entertaining to watch. So, yeah. you know, I don't mind that he's not the best singer. Guess what? Um, Vince Neil is not the best singer either. <laughs> Oh, no, fucking Vince Neil now is awful. He's... No, exactly. <laughs> like there's, there's, there's videos online where you can, he's doing Kickstart My Heart, and they're translating yeah. what he's singing. Yeah, it's, it's the best. I love that video. <laughs> I love that video so much. Because, like, honestly, he sounds like he's, like, about half, half a heartbeat away from coronary on that one. Oh, my God. But still, I love him. So, <laughs> yeah. regardless. Uh, what is your favorite Chris Jericho match? Do you have one? Man, there's, there, there's, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of really... I like what he was doing. Like, number one, uh, we talked about them in the couple of weeks. Those matches were just, like, they were great to watch. You know what I mean? They were, they were, they were fantastic to watch. Yeah, uh, I, but I also like... I'm sorry? No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. But I also like stuff that he, uh, he did when he first got into the WWE when he was trying to really make his mark, right? Yeah. Like, he's just a very impressive guy to watch. And watching him work with people, like uh, when he was doing in WCW when he worked with uh, Cruiserweight, Watching those guys fucking fly around the ring, man, they really helped, I think, popularize that luchador style. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, in, across the mainstream. Cause I had no idea. Like At first, I thought wrestling was two big men punching and kicking each other and occasionally doing the hug. Mm-hmm. You, know what, you know what I mean? And then, like, these guys come along. And I remember the first time I saw people like Psychosis and, like, Rey Mysterio and shit really whip around the ring. I was, like, I was awestruck. 
Yeah. And now to see like Chris Jericho like kind of hang with these dudes and doing like second uh, second rope, uh, his lion salt or whatever, you know that that moon uh, that it. moon salt off this. It's second amazing. Rope. Yeah, the lion salt. Yeah. And like you just you don't really like you don't expect to to see it, and then here it is. It's 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 right here, and this guy's just fucking just crushing it. You know what I mean? And just to watch these people with was really it, it opened my eyes to a whole new style of wrestling. Um, but man, there's so I don't know, man. There's so many good Chris Jericho matches. Like for, you know, I think it was uh, for me. It was like um, I really, I really like how he reinvents himself, and I really love when he came back. Um, and he admits that he was being like uh, emulating Nick Bockwinkle when he came back with the short hair in the suit, uh, and he feuded yeah. with Shawn Michaels. And yeah, 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 he punched yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. <laughs> and then they had, it but, ended with a great ladder match between the two. Uh, mm. I love that, Chris Jericho. And also, uh, the Scarves, Chris Jericho, and everything that he did with Kevin Owens. The yeah, Festival like of Friendship that, is one of the greatest things ever. But the only sad thing is, they didn't get the big WrestleMania payoff match that they deserved. Mm. And uh, you know that's the WWE dropping the ball, but but yeah. everything that he did with Kevin Owens was like yeah that was a great what a, that was a wonderful program oh and I remember because Survivor Series was in Ottawa I mean, no a Toronto and I remember there was one week they were teasing that they were gonna break up and they were like you know who I hate you know who I hate and Kevin Owens was like tell me and I'll tell you who I hate he goes well maybe we should say who we hate at the same time and they're gonna say each other and then he yeah. goes are you ready. And then there it goes quiet, and then um, you can hear me because I was close enough to the ring. I yelled as loud as I can could, Roman Reigns, and you can hear me <laughs> yell it at, at, right before they said it on the on the Raw. So uh, that was one of the special moments for me in my life. Um, getting and that night I also got my sign on Raw, so I was very happy. You're like, how old were you? I was like, oh, forty. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. No, so that's the thing about wrestling, bro. Uh, I've noticed it, it. It it makes us all young. It makes us all like that. That that stupid kid that saw Macho Man get bit by a cobra and think he was dying. Well, you know, it, it it brings that out in everybody that watches it, and it's, it's, it's amazing. It's no, it's no, uh, it's no. Uh, this isn't not new to any of the people that listen to this show. But when I was. In 1986, my parents were taking me to see Hulkamania. It was going to be the first time I see Hogan. And uh, uh, and, and I love Hulk Hogan. He's, like, my favorite of all time. And mm-hmm. um, and Hogan, like, Hogan is my Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy's the guy that made me want to do comedy. But he's not my okay. favorite. Because Hogan's, Hogan's, like, Hogan's the guy that got me into wrestling. But yeah, Ric Flair he, is he, the guy that the really thing. made me love wrestling. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's like oh, when I started liking too. when I started liking bad guys, it's like, is there yeah. anybody better than Ric Flair? Like, no. how, like this guy doesn't even need to win matches; he can just roll out bloody as fuck, yeah. grab the belt. Well, who and walk else away. I would have liked to have seen uh, get more like get more of a rub for a bit longer. I, I would have really liked to have seen what Rick Rude could have done. Oh my like, God, Rick Rude! Yeah, if, if Rick Rude didn't end up, you know, passing away when he did, like. Man, he was a well-built dude. He had massive heat. Yeah. You know that gimmick of I'm a fuck your girl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like massive heat. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, I would have loved to have seen him as an older man to see what he could have done. See, like in his uh, late 40s, 
well, early yes. 50s. What, like, cause he, he would have stayed in the business, I think. Mm. And that's the problem. Like, no problem. Yeah. There we go. Uh, sorry. There we go. <laughs> No, I can hear it. It sounds like you're trying to hammer a nail. Yep. Check, there, there we go. 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 Okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Second. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay, cool. So, uh, speaking of Rick Rude, uh, and and uh, uh, <laughs> and taking your girl and all that. Um, so there was a girl that I went to high school with, and then yeah. shortly after uh, high school ended, um, yeah, she moved to uh, Ottawa, I guess, and was living in the Hull part, in the Hull, Quebec. And uh, yeah. one time, a wrestling card came through that was not WWE, but was filled with ex-WWE stars. And Rick Rude was, like, probably the biggest name on the card. Anyways, um, that was that story. And then what happened was uh, uh, my friend Darcy... He came up to me one time, and he told me, he's like, hey, you want to hear something about wrestling? And I was like, sure. And then he told me a story about how his sister's roommate, who lived with her in Hull, uh, one night after wrestling, was in Hull at a bar, and uh, and Rick Rude and some wrestlers came in, and she ended up picking yeah. up Rick Rude. And yeah. she... And she went back to his place at the uh, back to his hotel room at the Chateau Laurier, and uh, and he showed her what a real man was. Oh, so shit. yeah, so Gave I, I HPV. Yeah, so <laughs> I I always heard this story, and I never knew whether it was true. So um, this gets pretty funny. So uh, I, when I started doing the podcast, I started going to more wrestling, and um, she was. She she's probably listening to this right now, and she knows who she is, and uh, and so because like for years, so I just, anyway, she started showing up at wrestling and wrestling, and she listens to the podcast, and we, now we see each other all the time. But for the longest time, she would show up at wrestling. I would be like, oh my god, I wonder if it's true. I wonder if it's true. Like I never knew she liked wrestling in high school, but now you know she clearly likes wrestling. And I wonder yeah, if, the, yeah, yeah. if the, it's like an urban legend. I, like this girl I know banged Rick Rude. And, <laughs> and then sure enough, um, uh, we're in Kingston at Chinlock Wrestling, uh, Chinlock 5. And Rick Rude wasn't there, obviously, because he's passed away. But uh, but I'll tell you who was there was, <laughs> um, no. was badass Billy Gunn. And my friend, uh, the Rick Rude girl, um, she went up to badass Billy Gunn, and as she was getting a picture with him, she said, "You know, I, I fucked, I fucked Rick Rude." Like basically, oh, tells, so she tells, just came out right. She, she told oh. Billy Gunn that she slept, she hooked up with Rick Rude, and Billy was that Gunn, in attempt to fuck Billy Gunn. I don't know, but Billy, but 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 
she, but Billy Gunn had a big smile on his face, and she was smiling. And then she came over and she told me, and I was like, "Oh my God, I've always wondered if that was true." And I was like, "Did it?" And I was like, "Did it happen at this bar?" And were you living with this person at the time? And I was like, "Yeah, I've heard all this when I was in high school still." And I was like, "You're a legend." And that's she, amazing. You know, so I have a friend that's uh, that that uh, that Bangrick Rude. That's that's yeah, like that's, phenomenal. but that's not like that's not even the best. Like you know, before my best Rick Rude story was um, the night that Rick Rude appeared on Nitro and Raw mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously was because yeah. the Raw was taped the week before in Cornwall, right. Ontario. <laughs> And uh, and and that could, that explains why that was Rick Rude's last night in the WWE. He's like, "Fuck, I ain't going to another shit town like this ever again." Sorry, Cornwall, yeah. but you know what you are. Um, <laughs> so you know, like I live, I grew up in Ottawa, and and you grew up in Montreal. I, like we've all used Cornwall as a punchline at one time. Yeah, 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 so yeah, Cornwall is so, yeah. So sure enough, Rick Rude was there in Cornwall, and he was there that night. And when they aired the Raw the next week, he was live on Nitro. So that so technically, uh, I was at his last WWE show, and uh, yeah, and that's that. So I'm pretty excited yeah. that that's, you know. Plus, I've seen him wrestle many times uh, on Super. I would have loved to. I never got to see him wrestle, and I would have loved it. You know, um, I the first live wrestling I went to, I was much older. Like uh, my mom didn't really like me going to that kind mm-hmm. of event. Uh, and it could like I'm a big guy too. And like, uh, I, I separated a friend's shoulder once by giving him a botched suplex. <laughs> um, yeah, like, well, it's his fault. He put his arm down, you know, you don't put your arm down. Just go for the ride. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, but like, uh, so I wasn't able to go until I was older. Um, and then I got to see like a lot of stuff in the attitude era, but it was later. You know, I was probably about 16 or 17 Yeah. and WCW rolled through, I think with like a Halloween havoc once. Uh, I went to WCW pay per view. I went uh, at the Skydome, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, or maybe no, no, time. it was uh, WCW Mayhem. Was that? Yeah, it? that that was probably where it. And Bret was, Hart won the title. I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah, I can't like the, the problem with smoking weed. You see, Casey, <laughs> is that is that I've I've confused so many different things in my mind. Yeah, uh, no, no. but I remember the only reason I got to go to this pay per view was because a friend of mine uh, got tickets uh, with a bunch of people, and he got ditched by them. They all went without him, and they left him, and he was just like, oh, hey, do you think you can get a a ride down there? I was like, yeah, for a ticket, yeah. So all I had to do was hook the guy up with a ride down, and then I got this free friggin' ticket. That's fantastic. And it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good But then I was running around giving people diamond cutters for a week solid. Yeah, I couldn't stop it. It's still one of my favorite things to do to somebody. If you are by a dock, by a lake, and I am anywhere near you, you are getting diamond cut clean into that water. It is a beautiful thing. It's it's the RKH2O out of nowhere. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I once had an argument with my buddy's 12-year-old daughter about the RKO versus the diamond cutter. She's like, what if it is the diamond cutter? And I said, shut your mouth. No, no. The diamond cutter is way better. Because It is. It was It was more high impact. He, he usually held on, too, which really like looked like it hurt. Like Randy Orton kind of, for a while, he was doing that one-arm shitty yeah. one that was just like, we're jumping together. Yeah. You know? <laughs> DDP was like, I'm going to pull you down by your neck meat. But DDP was like, was really, really 
out of nowhere. Like you yeah. would, you would just, you know, like, you know, like it would happen in the middle of a match and you'd be like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, there's no bills. There's none of that shit. It was like, what happened? You were just in a front face lock. How are you now giving this dude a diamond cutter? Exactly. Right? And it's and it just, was great. Yeah. What I love each one of those, just another, what a peach DDP was. And uh, how, how fucking wasted was he during that whole invasion shit? That's actually what turned me off of wrestling. Well, yeah, because uh, the, 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 where they made him the stalker. Please. Yeah, well, what kind of shit is that? That guy was like, he comes over from WCW as the people's champ. You and know, he should have been legit. put up against the people's champ in the WWE. And it would have been, what a logical match that would have been. Yeah. Instead, they're like, let's, let's have him film The Undertaker's wife and then have him get the shit kicked out of him by The Undertaker's wife. You know, get out of here. Like, I understand why people like Sting and shit were just like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a sit out for a little bit. Yeah. So y'all can get your shit together because no way I'm about to eat a pin to Michelle McCool. I'm sorry. No, and it was and it was completely horseshit. It was the waste of Diamond Dallas Page. And it was like. Yeah, I, one I, of the hottest properties. Yeah, it was like they did, you know, they buried so many. They buried so many guys that were the big stars. They just buried them. But then they elevated yeah. the guys that weren't the big stars, like the guys like Booker T. You know, they yeah. really took Booker T and gave him a career, whereas he was yeah. just a tag guy, you know, mostly in WCW. Um, yeah. But yeah. but they never he, used Diamond to his fullest capacity, and he was like the biggest name that that didn't that sit on the over. bench. You know, like, yeah, exactly. You know, Hogan they sat give on the Billy bench. Billy Kidman a weird push. It's like, why are you giving Kidman a weird push? He can't even do his own finishing move three quarters of the time. Exactly. He's like, do a shooting star press into the friggin' ropes. How do you do that? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> that he almost did it. Wor- no, no, what? That is worse than the time Brock Lesnar almost broke his neck in half. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, no, that, oh, I can't even. That that's a great match with the worst botch finish. That, oh man, that, it was that's awful finish. Horrible. Horrible, but like, like oh. that. That still looked like he he made the rotation almost, and he landed. Billy Kidman straight up just flipped into a rope. Yeah, <laughs> and there's it was a re- ugly. And the thing is, is Billy Kidman should be pulling that ro- move off. Uh, Brock yeah. Lesnar has no business even doing that move. Yeah, and apparently he was just busting it out on the regular in like OVW. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy. Like, like you, can you imagine? for a man like he's three hundred plus pounds. Inverting his body. Get out of here, Brock. Can you imagine <laughs> going to OVW and the guys that are coming up are John Cena, Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, and Dave Batista? Like, those are your yeah. rookies. Those are the four guys they're breaking in. Like, yeah. talk about your, like, I know the indie scene in Montreal is pretty stacked. Like, I love Tabernacle the team. And, yeah, they're great. You know, and I love, <laughs> uh, uh, well, he's just going by FTM now. But Frankie the oh, Mobster, Frankie. you know, yeah. Fuck, uh, oh, the he's last, an animal, bro. Uh, dude, the last show I thought he was, the last show he was on, I thought the snakes were fake, and and yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then one almost darted at me, and I freaked out. And uh, <laughs> but you know, and like, and then of course, my favorite guy from Montreal is uh, Mike Speedball Bailey. Uh, everybody loves, everybody loves. He him. is so entertaining to watch, and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, and his kicks are great, and. You know, he's just you know awesome. Who I like? Who's that? Uh, I don't know if he's if he's made if he's made his way out that way or if you've seen him. Is, it, is Benjamin Hull? I have not he's, seen him yet, but buddy, what a great he, he he's got this thing where he threatens the whole audience with a backhand slap. 
<laughs> you know, like he'll take two steps towards the rope and just be like, oh, and just look like he's about to backhand you. That's great. Uh, it's the best. He's one of my favorites. Uh, he gets booed a lot because he is a heel. Yeah. But he's one of my friggin' favorites. So, I love it. And there's this tag team called, I think, VIP, and there's a guy who looks just like Kyle Brownrigg. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like one of like the main guys in this little faction. Does he, uh, does, he have, does he have better abs than Kyle? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He wears he kind of wears like a rip off of uh, what's his name there, MVP's old outfit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. It's kind of that kind of like feel. But yeah, this battle war was pretty entertaining. I love going to watch this stuff. Oh, uh, there's like because um, Ottawa has got a great scene because Ottawa is a mer- is a, like a melting pot of Montreal wrestlers and uh, and and Toronto wrestlers. And, mm-hmm. and it's so so it's so great, and uh, they have a C four runs in in uh, Montreal. I mean in Ottawa, and they have a card coming up August sixteenth. And I was I, you know, when you say don't delay on getting tickets, they mean it. Like, so they're doing this show on August sixteenth, and it's in a bigger venue what they usually run in, and uh, but Cody Rhodes is going to be there, and so is MJF. So, uh, you know, these two guys from AEW are there. And it's going to be an incredible card, and it's sold out now. But um, I'm jealous that I'm not going to go out there because, you know, I wanted to meet Cody Rhodes, and I want to meet MJF, and I want to, you know, tell MJF to fuck off because he's such a good deal. And I want to tell Cody to, you know, keep on doing what he's doing because I do like AEW. I do like a lot of what they're doing, but I don't think they're – you know, like I said earlier, I don't think they're going to tackle the WWE head on. They're going to make the WWE enforce them to get better. But, you know, yeah. where they're going to affect the WWE, I think, is in England because uh, they have they they have uh, they're on a better station in England. They're like on main cable, whereas WWE is on like other cable. So, yeah, yeah. So so the in England, uh, they're going to have a better chance of being seen than wwe because they're going to be on a main like they're going to be on like the nbc of england and uh with their owners who are also football owners of uh, not the jaguars but i mean like football soccer owners um you know they already have a stadium that they can do a pay-per-view in you know and Mm -hmm. so and they're already positioning themselves like with they've got like english uh comedian slash movie star jack whitehall who is involved with AEW as well. And, oh, uh, really? I love Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. Jack, number one, Jack is, A, the nicest person ever, and, B, he's uh, friends with Tony Khan, and he was in the first doubler, like the first AEW pay-per-view. He, well, he was the one in the ring with Bret Hart when they presented the belt. Um, and he's yeah. on interviews with Cody, and it's just like, I always, I kind of wondered why they're bringing Jack in, and I thought, well, mm-hmm. it's smart if they're going into the London market because he's very popular. Like he's a huge star in England. He's not a big yeah, he's star hyper, yet. hyper popular. Yeah. Like way, like I've known him for over ten years. Like in, I went to England in two thousand and ten, and met mm-hmm. him over there, and we hung out and stuff like that back then. Nice. And he was a nice. star back then. So, yeah, I know him from a show called Fresh Meat. Is yeah, show that I saw. I saw him on a show called Fresh Meat. And he, was funny. Uh, he played that posh boy. Yeah, and he's so good at playing. Like he's so funny and he's so entertaining. But he's in. Uh, he's in the movie The Jungle Book, and uh, Disney, and they've already done. They're already done filming it. But he's mm-hmm. in it with I think Emily Blunt is also in it, 
and oh yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So <laughs> I find this. I'm like, I wonder if they're bringing Jack Whitehall on board so that when Jungle Book comes out, maybe they can bring the Rock to promote Jungle Book on an AEW show. And <sighs> but you know what? That would never happen because the Rock is like 100% loyal to WWE. 100. Yeah, he's a com- he's a company man. The yeah. definition of Brett would show up. Like Brett doesn't give a fuck about WWE, you know. Yeah. He, he, you know, was his why he showed up at AEW. But you know, The Rock is, you know, he owes everything to WWE. Yeah, they put everything. him in the movies, not yeah. like you know nobody else did. WWE films were what where Dwayne Johnson started. So, and now yeah, he's and the he, star he was in the world. Be cool or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, be cool. That we where he played the gay guy, the you know the gay yeah. bodyguard. So. Yeah. Anyway, we've been jibber-jabbering for uh, almost an hour, so uh, mm-hmm. we can wind this up. Uh, where can um, where can the guests that are listening, where can they find you online and uh, plug whatever shows you have coming up? Oh, well, they find me on Instagram and Twitter and stuff, R-E underscore Reese T. Follow me on Facebook with my name, Reese Turner. And then, yeah, come check out one of my shows. I do a lot of cannabis comedy. So you can come to one of my shows. I run a show called The Studio Sesh. Uh, that happens once a month, the second Saturday of the month. And I'm starting a new series called The Cafe Sesh in a medical cannabis cafe. So there we go, so that, folks. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, come check me out. Yeah, so uh, if, you're, if you're a pro-cannabis person, these are ideal for you. And if you're not yeah. a pro-cannabis person, uh, fuck, get out of the 80s. Hello. Yeah. Join in the now. Come on. Yeah, come hang out. You'll be a lot happier if you did. You'd be a lot happier if you did. You'll probably drink less, uh, <laughs> unless it's water. Um, you know, and you'll probably have a good time. Hey, uh, Reese, thank you for joining us on Talking Wrestling. Thank you. And, uh, you know, and uh, we'll see you very soon in Montreal. Yes, so, sir. All the best. I uh, appreciate it. Cool. Right, and, uh, listeners, thank you for letting us put. Uh, put a headlock on your ears uh, for talking wrestling. Uh, I'm Case Gordon and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye now. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.